Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we have a special guest named Holly Mamie. Did I say that right? It's close. Holly Mamie, you can say. Mamie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she is from Hillside, New Jersey, and she is an acupuncturist, and she's also trained in some uh, other work with the brain, and we're going to hear more about that today. And we are going to um, talk about, yeah, just basically how to heal the brain and how acupuncture is a modality that you could utilize that uh, will basically uh, reverse some of the illnesses that you have. And a lot of people don't know what acupuncture is or they heard of it, but they've been afraid of it. So we'll kind of like touch on some of those beliefs and we'll go from there. Okay. So I'm excited. Hi, Holly. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Carolyn. I'm very excited to, to meet you and discuss some of these concepts that we, that we both share similar interests. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Looking forward to the podcast. Okay. So we're starting now. Um, Holly, so tell me a little bit about your background and what got you interested in becoming an acupuncturist. For sure. So I'm originally, um, trained as a teacher. I was a school teacher for a few years. Um, when my oldest child was born in 2007, she was born with certain physical ailments that um, were, it was very hard for us at the beginning to figure out how to navigate the, the world of um, dealing with a child with some health concerns. And, and basically the focus for me, um, I poured myself into learning about natural ways to keep her healthy. So I started learning about holistic nutrition and I started studying different ways to keep the body just as strong as possible. Uh, eventually led, led me to acupuncture and to Qigong, which is a type of movement similar to yoga or Tai Chi, but it's, it's simple movements and they're very powerful and they open up the channels of the body and help the energy flow freely. And I, I heard a story about a child that, that had a similar condition to my daughter's that used Qigong and lived a long, healthy life. So I, I really was just fascinated by it. And eventually I started working for um, an acupuncturist part-time and then slowly made my way into the program of becoming one myself. So that's my history. And I've been how in is your daughter now? Then. My daughter's, thank God, she's very healthy. She's 15 years old, very tall, very strong, no issues. So it's, it's amazing. Wow. And do you practice Qigong on yourself or as a regular practice? We, we practice Qigong regularly. Myself, my mother, a lot of people in my family. Um, it definitely makes a huge difference in our lives. It, it's changed our lives, I would say doing these practices on a mm-hmm. regular basis. So when I lived in Brooklyn, um, there was this, these free Qigong classes on the beach at the, I think mm-hmm. it was Brighton beach. And I used to go a couple of times. I went, I loved it. I would love to have a class locally here in um, Elizabeth, New Jersey or Hillside where you live. Um, so maybe, you know, we can talk about that more later, but uh, sure. it, sounds, it sounds really amazing. Your journey and um, that how it's healed your daughter and how it's helped your life as well. Have you noticed any, um, you said your, your parents also got into the practice? So my mother practices daily, actually. Um, and she, she was not a believer. I, I kind of had to force her to come to this class with me because I told her, you're going to love this. And she, she did come reluctantly and it changed. It, she would say it changed her life. And I helped her so much by just taking her to that class. And we're still very close with the instructor from that class. Um, 
because just these simple practices really give you a lot of energy every day, give you the strength you need to get through things and just keep everything flowing internally so that you feel stronger. And there's simple things that you can do um, without taking anything or adding anything to the body, using the body's own resources to keep yourself strong and healthy. So we're really, bit, really big, really believers And it, in it feels like to me, like um, when you're doing the Qigong, like you're taking energy from the sun and somehow channeling it in different ways in your body. Uh, that's one way of thinking about it. Um, the body itself, um, as I studied Chinese medicine, has a lot of resources within it that sometimes we can access. And mm -hmm. sometimes there are blockages as well, which is why we feel sluggish and why we don't have the energy. So by doing these, these uh, movements, the Qigong movements, you're unblocking things and letting that momentum sort of pick up and giving yourself strength and then you can also say that you're kind of connecting with the energy around you and bringing some of that inside of you as well. But um, we have a lot of electricity within our body that we can access ourselves. Um, we're made up of cells and they have energy inside of them. So it's it, it's not such a crazy thing to, to understand the physics of the cell and then understand that we're electric and our body has this force within us. Absolutely. That's exactly what I've been, you know, trying to let people know about, um, you know, I am a spiritual fitness coach and, um, part of what I do is called energy dynamics and I work on people virtually and basically wow. I can feel their energies and, um, where they're blocked and I can pinpoint, um, the root cause of how they became blocked and let's, you know, go there and try to, and basically clear it energetically. Wow. That's virtually. really cool. And, and it's been really amazing. Um, and really amazing to understand how we are all just energy. And if you look into a microscope at an, an atom, you know, it's just space in between. Mm -hmm. You know, we think everything is so solid. But yeah, and so the reality that we see is very limited to the five senses. But then, you know, there's just a whole other universe of how we're connected and how we're just energy. And how we can use that energy to help each other become healed. So you went out for a moment, but you're back. I'm back. Awesome. Sorry about that. All right. So <laughs> tell us, where is your office that you do the acupuncture? So we opened an office um, in November, myself and also my husband, Jack. It's in Westfield, New Jersey, in the downtown. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Westfield, but it's a bustling town. A lot of nice stores. There's Trader Joe's right by our office. Um, it's, it's really a nice place nice vibes over there. Um, we opened a practice in a building with other doctors and practitioners, and we have a really Zen office space. People will tell you that when you come in, you feel the good energy in the room. It's very spa-like atmosphere. You get, you get to relax, you get to experience the treatment. We perform acupuncture, cupping. We perform Twena, which is a type of massage. We do um, Gua Sha, which is another type of um, technique similar to, to acupuncture. And, and we are going to be offering additional services in the near future as well. And, and also selling some herbs and some supplements for people. So it's really great. We're excited to have um, opened. And now we have a lot of people coming in and a lot of my patients that I've been treating for many years privately have, have really enjoyed coming to our new space. So thank God it's, it's really wow. going well for us so far. Well, I'd be more than happy to do a free uh, workshop for you there. Thank you. That would be wonderful. We'd love to have you. So um, do you ever do any virtual um, client visits? 
so I, I've done some virtual client visits. Um, I think with acupuncture, obviously it's not something that you can do virtually. Right. Um, so I, I do hands-on acupuncture for the most part, but I do some speaking, um, in terms of ways to keep yourself healthy, talk a little bit about how it works, just the mentality also, um, some of the things that I believe in besides for, for acupuncture of, of living kind of a spiritual and a healthy life, um, keeping yourself unblocked, all those kinds of things. Yeah. We're really on the same wavelength about that. I think we should do a virtual workshop together. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So everybody who's listening, stay tuned, like, and subscribe the YouTube channel. And, um, you will be posted about that workshop when we do it. I'm so excited. Also, uh, we'll probably have a Facebook group that you could join. So stay tuned, just like, and subscribe. Okay. Awesome. All right. So now what else do I want to know? So tell me about some of your client success stories with acupuncture. For sure. Um, you can also check out my website at zenango.org and you can see some of the testimonials, but I've had a lot of success in some interesting areas. I would like to say a lot of pain management, which is why usually people seek treatment for acupuncture. Usually we're the 17th practitioner that somebody comes to. So we're, we're not like the first, we're not the second. We're, we're far down the list of things that people try. Although now it's becoming more mainstream, I would say. Um, but a lot of, I do a lot of amazing work with pain. Um, I had a patient who was on um, pain medications for 16 years. Um, mm -hmm. He really unfortunately had a bad side effect to a surgery and he never fully recovered. And he was taking high doses of pain medicine just to, to function sweet man. Um, and, and so I told him it's going to be, it's going to take some time, but we're going to get you there. And after about two months, he's been off of everything. He's sleeping through the night. He has tons of energy and he's amazed and he stuck with it. Cause, um, like I like to tell my, my patients, it's not something you just do once and, and you're, you're totally healed. The body has to train itself out of the stagnation, out of the pain. It re it's recreating the pain, unfortunately, when it's something chronic, but we will get you there. And he stuck with it and he's on maintenance now and thank God he's doing really well. So that's one of my loyal patients that I've been seeing for a while. Um, I've also done a lot of labor induction um, in the past few months. So thank God oh, wow. I had beautiful, smooth labors and they'll testify home, to that. Home deliveries? Um, some home, some um, hospital, but the labor went very smoothly regardless. Um, I also do some infertility treatments. So um, I had one baby that was born this year that was a result of wow. um, puncture that she and her husband both received. So that's a really nice feeling. Um, and then I also treat a lot of menstrual issues. I, I treat other kinds of um, female issues, reproductive issues, menopause symptoms related to that. And additionally, I treat everything, headaches. I've treated a lot of kidney stones in the past year. Um, mm -hmm. One treatment, the person passed the stones. So it really ranges um, the full gamut of different kinds of um, ailments that I treat. And a lot of people just come in because they're feeling stressed and they need that stress relief and one or two treatments. And they, they say like it changes their whole life. So I so have a story a lot about of how acupuncture changed my life. Oh, I'd love to hear about that. Okay. So I was in a car accident in 2004 where I was backing up in a driveway and a car was coming and yeah. I I had whip major whiplash and um, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, I believe. No, back in Houston, either one of those places. I think it was Houston. And um, I went to a chiropractor for like three months. Then I moved, that's when I moved to New York. 
I started my new job in New York and um, after about three months. So what happened was I did not want to look like a receptionist. I was a quality management um, analyst at a hospital and, Mm -hmm. um, and people would come in, you know, to our location. And if my desk was facing out, I feel like I look like a receptionist. So what I did was I moved my, my computer over and I was looking, I, I mean, I moved my, I was like this and I was looking at the computer like this all day. So what happened was, and my boss didn't even, you know, mention anything about the bad ergonomic situation that was going on after the first, my neck was starting to hurt, but three months into the job, I couldn't, I was in such excruciating pain. I had to go on sick leave. I had to be out. Uh, It was crazy. I was out for like six months on workers comp. And nothing would help me. I mean, I think what happened was a chiropractor made it actually worse one time when they adjusted me. And um, I was desperate for help. And I asked somebody about, you know, an acupuncturist. And I went to the wrong one because they they were like, they didn't even speak English. I Mm. couldn't even tell them about my neck problem, really. And after the acupuncture treatment, they, they manipulated my neck. They're not supposed to do that. Right. Made it worse. I couldn't even drive home hardly. I was in such excruciating pain. This went on for months until I finally got a referral to this uh, amazing acupuncturist, Dr. Kin. And he um, he says, if you could find an acupuncturist with more experience, he'll give you a free session. <laughs> um, he's from China and he's in Brooklyn. So anyway, um, I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I went to see him and I'm like, my life came back to normal within like two treatments. My, wow. I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I was wearing a neck brace. This was yeah. crazy, crazy. crazy. Two treatments. That's amazing. That's really a great story. I continued yeah. going to him, you know, for years, but now we live in New Jersey, but I just like my neck, I, I'm normal now, you know, like it right. saved my life. <laughs> That's really a great story. Wow. Glad you yeah. recovered so quickly. That's nice. That's nice to hear. I also was reminded when you were talking about um, the treatment that you do while women are giving birth. That's so interesting. I heard that also people could be like in surgery or something and they're getting acupuncture to yes. for anesthesia. instead of instead of anesthesia. How, how is yeah. that? That blows my mind. They don't so feel it, the pain. It's used in Asia frequently that they're, they use acupuncture anesthesia. It's not used as frequently here. Um, but it is something that insurance, believe it or not, would, will cover, um, a lot of times. And because acupuncture is a very powerful technique and we, we access the pain mechanisms and the opioid receptors in the body. So you can actually use it, um, as anesthesia in surgery, which is pretty cool. Um, not something I would, I would necessarily say that I'm, I'm going to recommend across the board. Don't take the <laughs> anesthesia, just do the acupuncture. <laughs> but it is used and there are people that are experts in the, in the concept. So it's definitely something that exists just to show you how powerful um, just that these is, little needles are. It's so wild. So mm-hmm. can you explain to those that aren't familiar with the meridian system and how the acupuncture works with that? Yeah, sure. So acupuncture is an ancient medicine. It's been being continuously in practice for thousands of years, somewhere between 2000, 5,000. We're not exactly sure. Um, mm-hmm. The concept of the meridians is that they're channels of fluid and blood that run through the body. 
Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't exactly align with the systems that we um, learn about in Western biology, but they are, they are there and they exist. And there are, there are certain points on the body that help you access certain um, sort of vortices of energy. So you put the needle in very fine needle. I always tell people it's, it's like putting a hair through the skin. We don't draw blood. It doesn't feel like much. Sometimes you don't feel anything when the needle goes in, but they're very powerful. And the points sometimes are distal on the fingers and on the feet and on the legs, but they go through the entire channel, which can run all the way up to the head, passing through the organs and clearing blockages. And so we're sort of, we're telling the body and we're telling um, parts of the body where we want things to clear. We learn these hundreds of different points. We learn how to insert the needles and we're not a hundred percent sure scientifically why it works. So it's interesting that it, it definitely does work. And now they are proving it using actual scientific research and studies. Um, Mm -hmm. So now it's proven to be the best treatment for certain things like osteoarthritis of the knee, low back pain, and doctors are recommending it because they don't want to keep putting patients on opioids and, and the whole opioid epidemic and crisis. Um, As a result, now doctors are recommending acupuncture because Mm -hmm. we are able to access parts of the brain that will help relax the system produce that, that same effect without medication. So, so there are 12 meridians and they're connected throughout the body and, and we insert the needles along those pathways basically. So we're highly trained. It's many years of training. It's a master's degree, postgraduate degree, just like a medical degree. Right. So in my energy dynamics book, Mm -hmm. when I'm um, energy checking someone, there's the meridians and um, we go and and if I feel a block in any of those meridians, um, I can go to that place and ask how how many blocks um, there are. And then I can sort of virtually clear it energetically. It's cool. That's really cool. But I mean, there's many ways to, I guess, address it. You know, there's different ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sort of interesting because, um, you know, it's doing the same thing in a way. Right. And there are many ways to unblock. There's also the chakras that people are able to unblock. There's Reiki, there's medical Qigong. These are all techniques that don't involve touching the person. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. you put the hands near the person, but you're able to find the blockages without necessarily palpating the actual skin, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm trained obviously in a little bit of a different technique, but I, I understand that you can actually unblock without the needles. There are ways to do so. So um, we can access our own internal um, energy without needles for sure. Um, but it is a physical biological change that does take place when I put in the needle. So I tell people, you don't have to believe in it for it to work. Cause I have mm-hmm. the most skeptical patients that come in and they don't believe in it. They tell me straight out. I don't believe mm-hmm. in acupuncture. And I said, mm-hmm. luckily there's nothing about belief. And when I'm treating you, you cannot believe in it and you'll still feel better. So just to show you mm-hmm. that we are, you know, we That's are able right. to unlock these energy fields, whether or not the person subscribes to the belief system. Right. And now they have all the science of the quantum energy field that backs right. up all this stuff as well. Um, so it's not woo woo. And I used to think it was woo woo because, you know, like I remember at one point I went to somebody who advertised himself as an energy healer and all they Mm. did put me on a table. This was when I had the excruciating pain and all they did was put me on a table and put their hands over me and then charged me 300 bucks. And I just felt like, 
oh God, what a waste of money this was. He right. didn't do anything. But I mean, I guess he was doing something energetically. I just thought it was complete woo-woo and I just yeah. was so upset. But uh, I read a book called Hands-On Healing. Have you heard of that book? Okay, so in that book, yes. they did experiments yeah. with mice. Yeah, they did experiments with um, with um, students, college students, and they would um, put their hands over the mice cage and the mice had memory tumors. And then there were other mice that weren't thought about. And the mice right. that weren't thought about died. And the mice that had the intention with the students um, learning this hands-on healing, just putting their hands over the cage, they were surviving. And mm -hmm. then they started realizing how to put the energy into a physical object, like holding it in your hands and putting the intention and putting into some cotton or something and then shipping it to somebody. It was wild because wow. when I read this book, I had no idea there was science behind it, but they performed scientific experiments over and over again that are, you know, fundamentally shown that, that this is the science right. and you can't disprove it, you know? We, who are we to say how the cosmos work? You know, we're just like a little fly on the wall. It's true. And also there's the concept of the placebo effect. So, so people always ask me, is acupuncture a placebo effect? Um, I can tell you flat out that it's not a placebo effect because there are actual changes going on in the body. But um, even if it were, the concept of using placebo to actually heal does work. Um, like we know in these studies where a certain percentage of people that take the sugar pill when there's a yeah. placebo trial still improve and still get better. So yes. there, there is that concept of mind over matter that I believe in and you can access the placebo effect just by giving somebody space and allowing them to just let their body heal actually on its own. So, um, yes, I do. that totally I makes do. sense. I agree with that. But if it was just the placebo effect, then also the mice wouldn't have got better. Cause what do they know that you're putting what your are hands they know? Right. They don't so know anything. Right? Exchange with everybody that we interact. <laughs> so the placebo is that exchange of energy, I would say, and it does actually have somewhat of an effect. So they have this concept of sham acupuncture as well, where they're saying they're putting points, not on the actual channel or not on the point and seeing how well the person does. Usually the patients do better when you're using the right points but a lot of patients mm -hmm. do better with the sham points. So why does that happen? Because there's still always going to be an exchange of energy and any kind of interaction similar to that. People are going to feel your energy that you're giving to them. So the same thing is true with therapy. So, you know, just by holding space for people, they do recover because you are exchanging mm -hmm. that kind of energy. I agree. Uh, and um, that's what we were talking about earlier before we started the recording. Um, yeah. about the intention and that it only works with belief if there's belief behind the intention so if you believe in the placebo it works just like if you pray but you don't believe in what you're saying you don't believe that anyone's listening your prayers aren't being answered right but if you and believe the whole concept faith, of how prayer works because exactly. we're, we're you're we're accessing um one theory we're accessing our pineal gland which is magnet which is magnetic and it's it's sending out magnetic energy to the person that we're praying for and it's that energy that's being sent in large doses when a lot of people are praying for one person actually heals them. So it's not such a foreign concept to us if we believe in prayer. So, right. I liked um, also just to switch uh, topics for a minute. I liked your post about uh, child raising. Um, oh. You saw my comment earlier. Yes. Um, so where's that come into play about the parenting stuff? 
Right. So um, I've become an advocate for um, parental alienation against parental alienation, which is unfortunately prevalent in a lot of different communities, very prevalent in the Jewish community um, at the moment. And it's it's it goes along with the whole get refusal. It goes hand in hand. A lot of times um, one parent maybe is alienating. One parent is withholding the get and the concept of um, not kind of taking it out on the child because the child is ultimately the victim when one parent alienates another parent and uses the child as the pawn in, in a divorce situation um, in any kind of situation that's abusive to the child. So people will sometimes support somebody from, from withholding the child. A lot of community members say, oh, you should, you should do that. You know, a lot of people will encourage this concept of alienation, obviously in extreme situations, you know, you have to protect the child against the other parent, but in most situations, I would say majority of the time it's child abuse to, to not allow the child um, fair access to both of their biological parents and to assume that like a step parent can replace that role. So uh, I'm personally divorced. I don't have parental alienation taking place in my personal life, but I have a lot of friends who have been affected severely by this parental alienation. So I'm a big advocate and you can um, look on my Facebook. I post a lot about it and you can ask me more if, if you'd like to find out more about it because it mm -hmm. is a real epidemic, actually, parental alienation. And it's very damaging to the parent as well as the child. So are you remarried or just uh, you live with your kids? I'm remarried. I'm remarried. And my ex-husband and I co-parent, we have to share 50-50 custody of our kids and their kids go back and forth. And it, people say, oh, it's hard. They're going back and forth. But at least they have both parents in their lives. And, and that stability is very important for their psychological well-being and not having to wonder when they're 18, whatever happened to my father or my mother? Why didn't I get to see them? And a lot of times they're, they're being fed lies about the other parent just because the, the you know, the Absolutely. divorce. So, um, someone I'm very close to was married, um, twice, twice. And, um, the second wife, she just got married to him because she wanted a baby and a wedding and that's it. And she like forced had a baby with him, even though they didn't get along and then they got divorced. Oh, wow. Then she raised the daughter on her own. And this daughter has major psychological disorders. You know, she's been in therapy yeah. all her life and she's like 15 now. Um, but the father has no, no connection with her at all. Like the mother just totally cut off connection with him when the daughter was about six. Cause she said, if you can't call her every week and you don't visit her, then, um, you know, if you don't visit her once a month and you, and he, this guy has a lot of other kids, you know, from right. another, from his first marriage. So she's like, if you don't call her every week, then just stay out of her life altogether. And you know, I don't, I'm not excusing him for not calling every week, but it was like, he just couldn't do it. He didn't have the mental capacity to keep right. track of all these that he has to call every week. Cause he's now starting another family at the time. And, mm -hmm. um, it just devastating, you know, what the effects yeah. are. And so when I energy check people, they could be 50 years old, but they have these personality disorders and they have no idea why. And then when I energy check, it goes back to a childhood trauma, like what you're talking about. They didn't yeah. have both parents in their lives. They didn't, they had, you know, imagine how they feel split because they feel like maybe they're not good enough and they it's carry true. that on to their, to their adulthood. And, and more so than that, um, then they're going to think that one of their biological parents is a bad person. Um, and the damage that that does on knowing that your father or your mother 
is a bad person and that's what they're being told is very hard on people. I mean, even murderers and serial killers actually have access to their children in prison, believe it or not. Um, mm. They get to come home for Christmas. I mean, these, these are real things. They get to see their family. Um, so when people are alienating completely another parent, the child's internalizing that they are part biologically of somebody who's very bad. They're not even allowed to see them. That's very damaging mm -hmm. on a child. Um, and they wonder as they get older, it, there's a lot of repercussions. Plus, I mean, we should also acknowledge besides for the child, the parent that's being alienated and the damage that it has on them, the father who hasn't been allowed to see his children. Um, and now he's working and he's paying all this child support, but he doesn't have access to his children. Um, so going on so regularly that people would be shocked. And a lot of people think there must be more to the story, but there's oftentimes not more to the story. It's just simple selfish act of one parent against the other. They don't want to deal with their ex-spouse and they to just cut them out and um, tell the children that, you know, they're a bad person. And that's, that's all there is to it. And the I would love to join you it. in advocating about this because I yeah. saw firsthand how that damaged that, that little girl. Yeah. So that's another topic I would love to talk about as well. If people are interested in. Well, I think it's interesting for people just to know more about you and your belief system and what you're all about, because, yeah, you know, maybe sure. they live locally or they have, um, you know, maybe they live in the New, New Jersey area. If you live in the New Jersey area, um, uh, what's the name of the place again and the location? I live in Hillside, New Jersey. No, the, the office where you work. Oh, my office is in Westfield, New Jersey. But what's it called? It's called Zen and Go acupuncture and healing center. Okay. So can they Google Zen and go? They can Google Zen and go.org. That's my website. And they can okay. check us. Can, can you spell it out for us, please? Sure. Z E N A N D G O.org. O R G. Okay. And so that's how people should get a hold of you. If they like what you can you're get a hold of my website, that's fine. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, awesome. And now just to repeat my website one last time for anybody who would like a free virtual energy healing session. It's just 30 minutes. I'm not going to heal you. I'm just going to kind of, you know, because it's free session. All I'm going to do is um, energy check to see where your blocks are. You tell me what's going on with you. I'll energy check to see where your blocks are. So um, that website is spiritualfitness.coach. So that's .coach, not .com. Awesome. I was uh, very happy to have this uh, amazing interview with you, Holly. And I look so much forward to continuing our connection and hopefully doing other stuff together. Yeah, thank you so much, Carolyn. It was really a pleasure meeting you and having this conversation. And love to work together uh, more in the future, for sure. That'd be great. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to go now. Oops. I don't know what happened here. I lost you there for a minute. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm hanging up. Bye, everyone. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.